0: Welcome back to Ask Foreign Connect Podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Novo. We will ask him questions about raising money for startups. So Novo, welcome to Foreign Connect Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. So let's, I'm going to, I want to jump on to the question uh, now the first question I have for you is can you tell me what you do right now and also uh, you have very impressive career like background can you tell me what you have been doing as well? yeah
1: I mean um, what I what I do now is like yeah. uh, kind of a few things number okay. one we I work with startup founders and even companies that are currently in the pre-seed, seed seed, and series A round, and we help Mm -hmm. them uh, find investors to uh, probably get their company just to the next level, their MVP or their final product or to help them expand. And so we typically help companies raise uh, or find investors to raise anywhere from one to $5 million. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also have another role in, That's as a advisor for uh, an accelerator incubator called Mm maccelerator.la. And we've just started a venture fund with that group, in which any of the people who join our cohorts, and we've actually had some people who joined from Japan in the past. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, they've actually flew out and attended our our facilities here in Los Angeles uh, because our our program is about a three month program. Mm -hmm. And so people who've gone through our program and joined Mm -hmm. one of our cohorts. Uh, we've created a venture fund, a $15 million venture fund mm. with the goal to provide pre-seed and seed capital to 100 companies a year, ranging anywhere from 50 to $100,000 uh, for them to basically help them launch and give them seed capital to continue to grow uh, from our venture fund. Mm. Wow. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at. So I'm, you know, for the last 28 years, I've always been around raising capital.
0: mm I see, I see. So actually, I have a following up question for your accelerator program that you guys are doing. Do you do you have any specific industry you guys work with?
1: We, we tend to be fairly uh, industry agnostic, mm-hmm. but there's areas that we do get a lot of people because the founder of the accelerator, Alessandro Mariantoni,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: is originally from Italy. He has an extensive mm-hmm. network uh, of Italian Mm -hmm. uh participants who come in and are a part of the accelerator and incubator who are either in uh, essential services and food Uh, one Mm -hmm. of our most successful groups is called basil street Mm -hmm. they've created a uh, contactless touch pizza Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: that people can uh, go in and get a hot brand new pizza from a machine they Mm -hmm. just raised 10 million dollars and they raised an additional 5 million recently and they're looking to grow and they started their pilot program where they're installing these contactless pizza machines across the country. But we've yeah. also had people who been clothing and um, myself, mm-hmm. my background uh, when it comes to tech is in augmented reality and, and mobile gaming. And mm-hmm. so uh, we deal with a lot of people in the AR extended reality or immersive technology space,
2: mm-hmm. as well
1: as mobile gaming. Uh, I still am the CEO of uh, my, my, my gaming company to this day.
0: Oh, wow. I see. What is it called? The gaming company?
1: Our gaming company is called where play games, W A R E play mm. P L A Y games. Mm. And, that- uh, we yeah, we focus on mobile apps and and branding and augmented reality and the conversion of AR with mm. physical items such as clothing and mm. locations to do, uh, immersive experiences.
0: Mm, I see. I see. When you guys select startups to invest, like what is the process like?
1: Well, for, for the accelerator, it's usually people who have gone through one of our cohorts.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so when we're selecting someone, we've spent, you know, several months with them, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen them do iterative design. We've seen them uh, come up with a value proposition and we've seen them come up with marketing and promotion to pull in, uh, uh, clients or, uh, Mm. customers. So, you know, it's a, it's anywhere from a two to a three month process. So our alumni is very extensive. Many of whom either uh, have their own startups or work at any one of the major corporations. So, uh, for us, you know, by us getting to know them and uh, them being a part, uh, of our accelerator, Mm. then we we feel good or we feel confident just from our experience working with them because, Mm. you know, listen, Most startups are not the same Mm -hmm. after they start. They change. The 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 premise changes, the thesis changes, Mm -hmm. and the ability for them to gain, you know, to to gain customers changes. But Mm -hmm. the people are the same. And if you're able to find good teams and you've trained Mm -hmm. them and you've had a relationship with them, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: then that's great. And so that's what we look for. People who can weather the storm and and based on their personalities, we make a lot of the investments in addition to Uh, the ideas that they bring to the table
0: Mm, i see interesting so my next question is so today um you know as you probably know our podcast basically is a podcast to educate people around like mm, do starting a business right so anything that relates to starting a business so Mm -hmm. in today's episode i wanted to feature a topic about financing like financing a startup that being said, my next question is, what is 506c exemption, which, <laughs> I saw, which I saw you wrote it in your website, so I wanted to know what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. So in the U.S., there's yeah. a lot of yeah. ways to raise capital, mm-hmm. and some people will go to friends or acquaintances,
2: mm-hmm. and they'll
1: use what's called a safe contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, made really popular by the Y Combinator. It's called a secure agreement for Mm -hmm. future equity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then some people use convertible notes and bonds.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: But there's a way that you can raise almost an unlimited amount of capital Mm -hmm. uh, by just registering with the security exchange commissions. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: they're the ones who kind of manage all of the uh, stock to stock investments. And people usually think of the SEC or the Security Exchange Commission just Mm -hmm. for publicly traded companies like the New York Stock Exchange or something like that. But they also manage private companies in putting together these exemptions. Mm -hmm. And so the 506C exemption Mm -hmm. is very, very specific. And it grew out of something called the JOBS Act uh, Mm -hmm. in 2012 in the US, Mm -hmm. in which the government was trying to find a way for private investors to gain more access Mm -hmm. to private companies before Mm -hmm. they did go big and become Mm -hmm. super popular. Mm -hmm. And the 506C happens to be one of those exemptions. It lets you raise an unlimited amount of money Mm -hmm. from an unlimited number of what's called accredited investors. There's Mm -hmm. a specific definition for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it also allowed you to advertise and market almost as if you're a public company. So you can mm-hmm. put ads out, you can put it on your website that you're selling your shares. Mm-hmm. The only thing is you could only let accredited investors in. But up until then, there is no way for you to advertise or market your mm-hmm. 506, your, your exemption, your stocks that you wanted to sell. You had to only talk to friends or family or know somebody or be acquainted. The 506C mm-hmm. gave, gave everyone the playing same playing field to go find investors together. Is it higher risk though, then? There's no, it's not a no, it's not higher risk for investors because what you're doing is you're targeting people who, and that's why the government said very clearly it has to be accredited investors Mm. people who have a million dollars in assets Mm. or make uh, at least 200,000 to 300,000 per year, depending on if they're single Mm. or married Mm. over a two to three year span. Mm-hmm. So, for those people, the government assumed that it wasn't that risky to invest twenty five or fifty thousand because mm. they were more sophisticated
0: mm. I see okay, so the next question I had for you is uh, once again, raising money about raising money specifically mm-hmm. for Japanese startups because our a lot of our listeners are from Japan mm-hmm. and so we don't know how to raise money when we uh, launch business in America, right so Mm-hmm. What? Um, how should we do it? How should we try to start raising money in America? Mm-hmm. What What is the most effective way to do it? Like, should we register to access it later? Should we look for a consultant? Like, what What do you advise for Japanese startups?
1: So it's it, you know it's different for you know each person. Yeah, because uh, so some people, you know, if you can't afford. to make the investment in doing the 506c exemption or bring on a consultant like we are, Mm -hmm. then absolutely uh, figure out a way to join an accelerator. It's probably a little bit less expensive and and you'll get access to potential investors. Mm -hmm. But the way, what I really believe, and I'm going to always be a big fan of this this exemption. Mm -hmm. As a consultant, I work with companies from around the world. Mm-hmm. I work with people in uh, India. I've worked with people in Australia. I've uh, clients in uh, different parts of Europe as well as Canada. Mm-hmm. And so, what we often do, and what we is, we actually help them establish a U.S. corporation.
2: Yeah.
1: And then that U.S. corporation, they hire us to help them file the five hundred six C, and we then register that corporation, and then the company itself raises the funds based on their U.S. corporation. And that's a real big benefit because now they have access to the U.S. market if they have goods and products, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, being able to bring capital back to their company uh, Mm -hmm. in their own country where they're developing and creating it. And so they get the best of both worlds, their U.S. company functioning as well as uh, their domestic company functioning. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: I believe that you know, it's not as difficult as many people think it is.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we have flat rates on what we charge. So we don't take a percentage of people's money that they raise. Mm-hmm. You know, we charge a flat rate to set up the 506C. We charge a flat rate to help introduce them to investors. Mm-hmm. And then we give them the ability to do whatever they need to do to raise the capital uh, mm-hmm. that they want. And people hire us on a subscription basis. They hire us for one month,
2: mm-hmm. they hire us
1: for a quarter, or they'll hire us for six, six months. So the reality is we really, uh, you know, at Dracone Capital Partners, we really help uh, startups from around the world
2: mm-hmm.
1: find access to U.S. capital. And it's, to be honest, it's not just startups. Sometimes you're an ongoing business and you need capital to grow and expand. Mm-hmm. You know, we have one group that we work with out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, great company.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They have, it's called Aussie Souls. They have uh, a great uh, uh, like Sandal that they produce, which is, you know, orthopedic doctors love. They Mm -hmm. already were doing a couple million dollars a year in Australia, but they wanted to break into the U.S. market. Mm
0: -hmm. So we
1: helped set up their U.S. company. Mm -hmm. Uh, We introduced them to uh, investors and they're growing growing now. So it could be companies that are already making some money where they're based out of, Mm -hmm. but they just want to expand and they want to show. So I think oftentimes people confuse what startup means. It's not someone necessarily starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. It typically just means a company that hasn't done any outside investment so far, or they've done seed investment and haven't gone to series A.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It can be any company and they can actually be producing capital. And those are a lot of the companies that hire us as consultants. So I said there, so there's, there's two groups, right? There's a group that they're starting from scratch, mm-hmm. complete startup, have no capital. I'd say there's opportunities to go accelerate or incubator route. But if you're a company that's a startup, but you're looking for, but you're generating revenue and looking for, uh, you know, outside investors, then we're the kind of company that you hire because we can accelerate your introductions. We can accelerate your registration and get you set up with your exemption very quickly.
0: Mm, I see. So that bring me, my final question for you is that, so when Japanese companies, whether that's a startup or corporation want to hire consultant like yours uh, like you, uh, so someone who can help with the crown founding or capitalizing like what are the sort of like criteria should, should we look for in these people?
1: Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's a couple of, um, a couple of criteria that I always like to look off, look at right off the back. Mm -hmm. The first thing is length of time in the industry. Can Mm -hmm. I really, you know, who's the person consulting me? Can I see that they, number one, have have relationships, Mm -hmm. they have a career, that they've actually spent time to help companies. Those companies are easy to find. And that's why I love LinkedIn. You know, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, you can go look and you can see someone's resume. You can see their Mm -hmm. experience and it's right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing to pay attention to if you're going to hire any kind of consultant Mm -hmm. Is their access to uh, where you want to find investors? You know, we have a strong relationship and a network in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even, you know, our our tech company, our attorney is Perkins and Cooey, which is one of the top uh, attorney firms in the Valley that Mm -hmm. helps companies. Uh, And then we also have other relationships. We have family offices that we work with Mm -hmm. and large angel investors. And so knowing what the network that they have Mm-hmm. and giving you access is important. You know, we have our own in-house database of over 900,000 accredited investors across the United States.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, there's 22 million accredited investors, but having 900,000, we've got a good amount that we can reach out to on someone's behalf. So just knowing uh, how they build and, and work their infrastructure is important. And, and more importantly, do they really seem like they care about your project? You know, again, we're, we're all investing. We want people who, who who we're working with to believe in what we're doing, right. not just bringing us on as another client, mm. uh, because then they're not going to work that hard for us. Right. So, you know, it's really, it's just really key. It's just important to be able to connect and work with people who yeah. like us. And so follow your instincts. Mm. You know, if you, if you don't uh, I feel good about the people, don't work with them. You know, it, it'll save you a headache later on. Right. Uh, and for us, we get most, we get like something like 70% of our business through referrals, mm-hmm. either from former clients or business attorneys or CPAs, mm-hmm. uh, accountants, you know, mm-hmm. smart people like yourself. No, see mm-hmm. So it's, you know, people refer us business all the time because uh-huh. it's difficult to find capital for your business and people uh, rely and trust our process.
0: Right. Mm. I see. So as a company, um well we're in this case we're talking about Japanese company companies who don't necessarily have any um knowledge around market U.S. market right like they're new to the market like is it important for those companies Japanese companies to kind of already know what kind of investor they want to contact to when they first contact consultants like you
1: Yes and no. Right. I mean, if you, if you have a good product and you have a good industry, mm-hmm. you know, our consultancy is unique because we have mm-hmm. such a big database mm-hmm. that we almost have uh, potential investors for, for so many different verticals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from tech to uh, gold mining to uh, you know, clothing and it industri- does. So our database is so, so, so robust
2: mm-hmm. that
1: uh it's, it's more so knowing exactly how much you want to raise Mm -hmm. and then your command, you know, your command of being able to sell or position your vision in front of investors because we don't sell the deals for you. We get you in front of them, but the founders still have to know how to promote market and Mm -hmm. introduce their company to -hmm. potential investors. Mm -hmm. And that's really where uh, the consultancy is important because you know, we help people frame their conversation in front of investors mm-hmm. and that's big.
0: Right. Is, is that something you, you can also help with for those companies? Like, you know, making sales pitch? Uh, yeah,
1: we do that all the time. We, we help refine their mm-hmm. uh, pitch deck, their presentation pitch deck. We help them uh, communicate their presentations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we help them refine all of that. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we usually, when someone comes in and says, hey, I want to do a five hundred six C. We charge a flat rate, but then we give them an extra twenty hours worth of consulting time, Mm -hmm. just make them better at being able to pitch and talk to investors.
0: Mm -hmm. I see, I see. Okay, and then I guess sorry, I I, even though I said that was my final question, I, (laughs) I have my. You got me curious. So, like, is there like some sort of like number you guys? use when you indicate your success date of like okay like we reach this many uh investors at this point like mm-hmm. is this success or is this like failure does it make sense
1: yeah no i, I think i think i have an idea of what you're asking okay. uh and correct me if i'm wrong and mind you ask as many questions as you want it doesn't bother me i'm, I'm happy you know <laughs> this <laughs> is our time this is our time to talk about it so um our company has a very specific metric Mm -hmm. Uh, our goal every day is on average to get between two to four uh, accredited investors in front of the CEOs or the founders of the company that's Mm -hmm. looking to raise capital. Mm -hmm. So our our metric is very, very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, On average, at the end of the month, uh, founders talk to anywhere from 40 to almost 100 uh, potential investors in their project.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: uh, for us, that's a huge success. Up mm-hmm. until now, most founders rarely talk to that many potential investors.
2: Right, right. They, they,
1: just, they just literally are kind of going here and there or doing pitches and in rooms with a bunch of people, but rarely the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So for us, that is a successful metric. Mm-hmm. Um, we still want you to raise the capital. And the conversion metric is really the biggest one.
2: Right, help right
1: if you get in front of 40 people to 80 people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have to be able to convince at least four of them to mm-hmm. invest in you. And that's what we end up spending a lot of time coaching, particularly founders who are not familiar with raising capital on, on how to achieve that success. Mm.
0: Right. Like what, is it like at this point, right? Like we, after you meeting that many accredited investors, like, if it happens that the founder couldn't sell their business idea to any of them or let's say that like on average the founder tend to get like four interested investors but if it happens that a startup couldn't sell their idea to like any any of the four right like let's mm-hmm. say that this founder got only like zero out of 40. Like where how do you fix that? Like do you at that point do you kind of see it as a situation that the idea is bad? Do you kind of see it as like, you know, the way founder is pitching is bad or the business mm-hmm. model is bad? Like how how are you? Yeah, where
1: where's the problem, right? Where like where's the mistake? Right, right. And the the and the and the reality is it could be all of the above, mm-hmm. it could be one of the above. Mm. And so what I always try and explain to founders is that every potential investor that says no, yeah. you should really look at it as a no right now
2: mm-hmm. and
1: keep the door open mm-hmm. for continued communication. Mm-hmm. And the smart thing to do with those, those potential investors, all of them, not just the four that are interested, but your entire database that you've accumulated with us mm-hmm. is you do a drip campaign. So every week or every couple of weeks, make sure that they're getting an email from you. They're getting information mm-hmm. from you, that they are seeing your progress, seeing mm-hmm. your success, and you're updating them. Mm-hmm. The biggest mistake that I think most people make when they hire a consultancy like ours mm-hmm. is that they assume that if they don't get the money the mm-hmm. first time they talk to the person right away,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then their job is done and the lead is not good. That's not how to treat these kind of leads,
2: right? You know, right.
1: people spend a lot of money with us to get and cultivate this get this database. Mm-hmm. So if you're spending the money to get the database, mm-hmm. you should actually be spending the time too right. to mm-hmm. make the database your own, mm-hmm. and that requires you emailing them, sending them information, sending them out articles, letting them know what's going on with your company, and then constantly getting in touch with them to let them know, hey, we're still looking for investors. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the big mistake is. Mm-hmm. Just because the founder wasn't, you know, didn't present the pitch right the first time or mm-hmm. the person didn't like it the first time,
2: mm-hmm. it really
1: doesn't mean no forever. It's just mm-hmm. no right now. Right. And, 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 and it's the same thing with the project. The mm-hmm. project just may not match what the founders look, the investors are looking to do right now, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden something in the news comes up and your project is good again
2: mm-hmm. because everyone
1: wants to be a part of it and they know you, And so of course, you've been talking to them, they trust you. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes investors, a lot of wealthy investors are tied up in other investments. Mm -hmm. They're tied up in other companies, or they're tied Mm -hmm. up in uh, stocks, or they're tied up in tax scenarios. Mm -hmm. And so many of them just don't have the liquid capital right now. Mm -hmm. But if you stay constantly reaching out to them, Mm -hmm. when their situation changes, you become a priority because you've still stayed in their attention. And so that's I think persistence is mm. really the biggest key mm. to making a, that database work because mm. no matter what happens to the above, mm. come on, Natsuni, we know all the time bad ideas get money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bad ideas are successful. Right. And so, we, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's easy to say, hey, you know, I'm the terrible one, my idea is bad, mm. all these negative things. Mm. But the flip side of it is they just met you. You know, you just got acquainted with them. It's right. like going on, you know, meeting someone at a coffee house, and then immediately saying, "Hey, let's go to dinner." Maybe, you know, you don't go to dinner right away. Maybe you guys go meet at the park first, and you just mm-hmm. kind of take these little steps to right. the time you go to dinner. So yeah. th- that's all. I mean, it's the same thing. You're you're courting and and interacting with investors just as if you're going on a date with someone. Mm,
0: I see. That's a very good analogy right there. Okay, Noble. Well, um, I think I got all my questions here. Um, well, actually I, I asked all my questions now. So I sincerely want to thank you for your time today that you spent with us. And before I let you go, let's let's uh, let's tell everyone where people can find you.
1: Yeah, you can find uh, it's easy to find me. And if they see my name, noble Dracone, mm-hmm. then it's easy to find me on LinkedIn. If you want to use my last name, it's easy to find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm always open for people to reach out to us uh, our website uh, is my last name Dracone and if you want to check out uh, our games, just look up We're play games uh, the the website we'replaygames.com, or you can go to any of the app stores, Google or Apple and find our games and us uh, you know support us there but uh, other than that you know i love being on the show happy to come on anytime you need me.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good day, Natsuni.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank you.